Have you ever been to a small wedding reception with magical ambiance and thought, wow, this is great, but it would be so much more meaningful if there were 300 additional people here? I'm guessing the answer is no. So why do we feel so much pressure to host a huge wedding, invite everyone we know, spend all the money on all the things, and stress ourselves out every step along the way. Small, intimate weddings have always been on the Wedding Planning Podcast trend report, and for good reason. I've always been a fan of a simple, scaled-back celebration, and in today's climate, that's never been more appropriate. Tune in to today's show for a complete micro-wedding blueprint. Thousands of engaged couples have planned simple, meaningful, and affordable multi-day, multi-event wedding celebrations, and you can do it too with Wedding Weekend by Design. Wedding Weekend by Design is a digital wedding planning package specifically for couples who want to maximize their wedding celebration across multiple days and multiple events. Whether you're stuck in the initial thoughts of, I don't think we can pull that off with our time and budget phase, or you've already committed, but you're finding yourselves in a tangled mess of half-made plans. Finally, I have an incredibly straightforward six-step framework to planning your multi-day wedding celebration from start to finish with absolutely zero guesswork. Visit weddingweekend.co to get started planning your dream celebration today. That website again is weddingweekend.co. Enjoy the show. Small and intimate scaled back wedding celebrations have always been really, really, really high on my list of priorities. I personally had a wedding guest list of about 75 people, so not humongous, but probably not what most of us would define as a quote micro wedding. My guess is that if you've ever been to a small wedding reception that has magical ambiance and great conversation and just really intimate, meaningful interactions with the other people present, you've probably never thought to yourself, wow, this is magical, but you know what would make it so much better if there were 300 more people here and 20 more humongous round tables with a ton of conversation and a ton of noise and a ton of hustle and bustle. You probably don't think that, right? So why then do we stress ourselves out feeling like we have to invite every single person we know and host this humongous over-the-top wedding? In today's episode of the Wedding Planning Podcast, we're going to have a little meeting and we're going to flow through a very high level overview of the top considerations for planning a small and simple wedding celebration. We're going to address your guest list, invitations, pre-wedding events, a list of splurges and saves if you're keeping it small, and also touch on some creative venue ideas. 
Now, of course, we couldn't possibly address every single micro wedding concern in a 30 minute show, but in a nutshell, what we're going to talk about today is all built upon my all new way to plan your dream wedding celebration. And that always starts with a fresh wedding mindset, and it always prioritizes you and your values at the center of every single decision you make. Nothing we're going to discuss today will have any lasting meaning until you've got a handle on your wedding planning mental game and until your priorities are 100% dialed in and you've got the confidence and the courage to stand up for them again and again in the coming months. Now, of course, everything in wedding planning is all relative, and whether your micro-wedding target guest list is 100 people or 20 people, or whether your target budget is $20,000 or $2,000, today we're going to cover the basics, and let's get started with your guest list. Now, by nature, a micro-wedding or a scaled-back wedding is likely going to have a smaller guest list. So this part of our conversation is really, really central. Let's talk about the number of people you're going to be inviting, the limitations you're going to be facing, and then of course, the concerns that you're probably having about hurting people's feelings, leaving people out, and how to have those conversations. Now again, I will probably say this multiple times throughout our conversation today, Everything is relative and everyone's guest list is going to look a little bit different. To me personally, intimate micro wedding, that means our parents, our siblings, our grandparents, and maybe a best friend or a best person. For many of us, it's going to be excruciatingly hard not to include a handful of additional people who are really, really, really close to you. So an aunt or an uncle, other lifelong friends, your cousins, etc. Most of us, if you ask who are your best friends in the world, you name a handful of people. And so to dial that into just one person, I understand that that is very, very difficult. So of course, small and intimate, this means different things to different people. And for example, if you and your partner each have four siblings who also have spouses and children, and you each have two sets of step parents, then bam, we're at 30 people before we've even touched on your grandparents, your other closest family, and then again, of course, your closest friends. If you're from a giant family and so is your partner, then a micro wedding might mean taking your guest list down from 337 people to 100 people. And that's perfectly fine if it means that you're celebrating with the people who are the very closest to you and that you're enjoying a really meaningful event. So I'm not going to get too hung up on actual numbers because that's going to look very different from couple to couple. Okay, guest list. Again, this is a big area when we're talking about having a small wedding. So we're going to spend some more time here. I have some more things to touch on. And for right now, I'm going to go to how do you let people know 
that you are having a very small and intimate wedding? And how do you deal with the potential, excuse me, for hurting people's feelings and having to explain why someone may not be invited? Now, letting people down about not being invited to your wedding is a potentially awkward and very uncomfortable conversation to have. And my best advice to you is just to be very upfront and very candid about your celebration and the limitations that you're having, uh, given your priority of having a really small and intimate wedding. So for example, a very blanket statement would be, we have decided to have a very small and very intimate wedding with only our closest family involved. And we are terribly sorry that we can't include all of our other loved ones. Now, are there going to be hurt feelings? Unfortunately, there probably will be by someone at some point in your journey. I do believe that most people are going to understand your desire to scale things down, keep things simple, keep things intimate, keep things small. And as long as you're being very open and very candid, again, with your top priority of keeping things small and communicating that in a loving and clear way, I think most people are going to be very understanding. And of course, regarding your guest list, if you're trying to keep it small and intimate, but you can't dream you just can't you're torn between wanting it to be small and intimate but you can't stand the thought of not including certain people an option it's just an option would be to do a small and very intimate micro wedding and then you can always follow that up with a bigger more casual reception I'm using air quotes around reception or maybe a first anniversary party in the months or even years to come. And that has been a very popular way to celebrate by couples over the past year and a half or so. We're going to do a very small wedding now just to get married. And then we're going to follow it up with a larger reception that includes more of our friends and our family. We'll go into that a little bit later in today's episode. I'm going to editorialize for just a moment here, and I'm going to say that I think it's important to be very careful and thoughtful if that is your approach. So really getting to the root of your priority to keep it small and keep it very simple, I feel like that kind of conflicts with but we want to do a big celebration and a big reception with everyone afterwards. So you kind of put yourself in a place where instead of planning just one wedding, where you, in theory, would include more of your friends and your family, and you would make it a bigger celebration. Now you're planning a micro wedding, and you're planning a traditional wedding reception, you're doubling your effort. And you may not be actually doubling your expense, but by hosting two events instead of one, you're taking on a lot. So if your whole goal is to keep it small and keep it simple and keep it inexpensive, then planning two celebrations might not be the right decision for you. Again, we'll touch on that a little bit more later on in the show, but I wanted to mention it now. And what goes hand in hand with your guest list? invitations. 
in today's world, it is very important to be flexible and to embrace all the fast and easy ways we have literally at our fingertips to communicate with each other. Now, I love paper invitations, and I would personally always choose to send some form of very simple paper invitation, and I have a recommendation for you that I'll share. Um, But given that, with that said, ask a couple from 2020 who had to have three different sets of invitations printed out because of constant changes and reschedules and variations. That couple probably isn't feeling so hot right now about paper invitations. With that said, having an email roster lined up of your guest list and or a private Facebook group that people can join. Those are two really smart and easy ways that you can communicate any updates, changes, reschedules, uh, important notices, even if you still plan to send a physical invitation. For very beautiful, very affordable, very unique invitations, my favorite supplier is Minted, and you can find out much more information about their current promotions by visiting wedpodcast.com slash Minted. And good news for you, if you're hosting a micro wedding with a limited guest list, this doesn't need to be a big budget item. There are plenty of very simple and very beautiful styles out there. Okay, shifting gears in the show, a small wedding guest list and taking your loved ones along on a destination wedding experience go hand in hand. And I've got a quick message from our partner, Susan, with Susan's Travel Services, if a destination wedding is an avenue that you'd like to explore more. Susan's Travel Services is so excited to partner with you to plan your honeymoon, destination wedding, or maybe even your bachelor or bachelorette party. Susan and her team have been planning dream vacations for 27 years, and they are truly the best in the business for start-to-finish planning services. Travel and new experiences are incredibly special to me, and Susan and her team have helped me plan some unforgettable vacations, including a bachelorette party in Cabo and a family anniversary celebration in Cancun. They meticulously researched the best all-inclusive options for us based on some very specific priorities and the professional assistance in choosing location, resort, activities, and transportation was absolutely priceless. Susan has been in the travel business for 27 years, and she personally travels to her recommended destinations all the time. So she has firsthand on-the-ground experience with all the amazing resorts, excursions, and services that she recommends. From all-inclusive resorts in Mexico and the Caribbean, overwater bungalows in the Maldives, or that African safari that you've always dreamed of, save yourself hours of research and guesswork and let Susan and her team find you the best options for a -a once-in-a-lifetime vacation. Reach out to Susan and her team today by emailing info at susanstravelservices.com And be sure to let her know that I sent you and get $50 off your final booking or $200 off your destination wedding. Her email one more time is info at susanstravelservices.com. 
Okay, welcome back. Let's continue our conversation on hosting a small and simple or micro wedding, as they are sometimes called. In the first half of today's show, we focused pretty intensely on your guest list and what that's going to look like. And we're going to go into pre-wedding events now for the second half of the show. Let's get started with events like your bridal shower, a wedding shower, an engagement party, and bachelor and or bachelorette parties. If you're keeping the wedding itself very, very small, can you still open up and invite others to these pre-wedding events? I say yes, 100 hundred percent yes. Although I'm going to drop in here and also point out that many quote etiquette wedding guides will say no, that it is not acceptable to invite people who are you are not including in the wedding and the wedding reception itself to these pre pre parties and pre events. You are, of course, always entitled to your own opinion on the matter. But in my humble opinion, if you plan to have just a handful of people physically present on your wedding day, your ceremony day, then I think a larger wedding shower, bridal shower, and bachelor or bachelorette parties are the perfect way to include and celebrate this really special time with people who may not be there in person on that very, very intimate celebration day. And this feels like a really natural time to extend this part of the conversation over into a couple of other etiquette items. The first one I'll touch on circles back to our conversation about live streaming your wedding that we talked about before the break. I will say, again, there's no wedding Bible, there's no wedding rule book, there's no you know, black or white answers for any of this stuff. We live in a gray area. So all of this, as in life in general, does fall within a gray area. So if you have a different opinion than me, that's totally fine. I completely respect that. In my opinion, etiquette wise, I do not think it's appropriate to send invitations to a live stream event and solicit gifts. Okay, so to put that another way, if you are inviting people to watch your wedding on a live stream, you are not inviting them to be there in person, then I feel pretty strongly that that invitation should have very clearly indicated somewhere, no gifts, please. I just can't get on board with including registry information, aka soliciting gifts from people who you are not actually inviting to be there in person. Again, if you have a different feeling on the matter, that's totally fine. And I'll say, even if you send out a digital invitation to watch the live stream and you say no gifts, please, I am certain that people will still send you gifts. I just don't think it's polite or the correct etiquette thing to do to actively solicit gifts from guests who you are not actually inviting to be there. Okay, I hope that makes sense. I'm not fully confident that I explained it in the best way possible, but hopefully the point got across. 
All right, moving on, let's review some splurge versus save items that you can consider if you're hosting a very small, intimate, scaled back wedding. And of course, I'm not going to mention everything under the sun. This is just a few that came to mind. I always encourage you to think outside the box and think about areas in your own unique setup and celebration where you could either cut things way back or go all out. So this is really a conversation about you and your priorities. And of course, I don't know each and every single one of those. So be my guest and tailor and customize this to fit your specific situation. Now, some things that you can look forward to saving a ton of money and time and stress and hassle on if you're going for a very small and simple wedding celebration. Let's just list off here food, drinks, transportation, rentals, venue, invitations, And I could go on and on and on because literally pretty much every single thing becomes a save when your guest list gets cut from 312 people to 40 people. Now, of course, you can put all that extra money that you're saving towards some additional splurge areas, and I'll touch on those in a few minutes. Or you could stash it away and put it completely somewhere non-wedding related, for example, into a master savings account for the purchase of a new home, a new car, go on a killer honeymoon, pay off existing student loans or debts, not necessarily listed in order of priority there, but you get what I mean. And we touched on this earlier in the show. I know some of us are planning a larger reception to follow a smaller ceremony or micro wedding. And that, if that's the case for you, that might be where your cost savings are eventually going to get funneled. So just be sure that you're pacing yourself in terms of budgeting for everything as a whole. So if you have a micro wedding that you're hosting and you have a budget of $20,000, please don't spend $20,000 on the micro wedding if you're also planning on hosting a one-year anniversary reception party for everyone who couldn't be involved due to travel, health, restrictions, etc. It's really, really easy to say, oh, we're just going to do a tiny, tiny micro wedding now and it won't cost much because it will be so small, but you're also footing a second bill for a follow-up wedding reception. So just be smart about your overall budget and be sure that you're pacing your spending if a follow-up reception is something that you have on the horizon. And then last note here in the save category. All my DIYers, do-it-yourself is much easier and much more manageable when you're looking at hosting 30 people versus hundreds of people. So a micro wedding would be the perfect time for you to showcase your design skills, your cooking skills, your mixology skills. If you are excited and you want to do a lot of the work yourselves, then a tiny small size wedding celebration is your perfect opportunity to do your own flowers, source your own linens, buy your own dishes, experiment and create your own decorations, cook your own meal, 
arrange a gourmet bar or a really, really killer appetizer spread. Those are all super easy to do, again, when you're working with 30 people instead of 200 people. And then moving into the splurge category where you can really go all out because you're cutting back on so many other things. I like making a really unique and really special token of thank you for each guest who's coming. So this would traditionally be called a favor. And I think when you think of wedding favors, something that costs maybe one to two dollars probably comes into mind. But if you're hosting 20 to 30 people, taking some of that extra money that you're saving and really putting that into a super nice welcome basket or a really thoughtful thank you gift for every guest who attends would be something really special. And then the classic wedding splurge is always photography and videography. So putting a lot of your budget towards really deluxe video of your day, great photographs of your day. And then another fun way to kind of go all out would be to turn your micro wedding into some kind of destination or experience with all of your guests. So whether that's splurging on an all-inclusive trip or just a really unique experience together, going out on a sailboat cruise, having a really high-end hosted wine tasting tour, doing skydiving. I don't know. The sky is the limit. Whatever your interests are and your hobbies, turning that into a full-blown experience and an all-inclusive experience for all of you to do together, that really would just take traditional wedding reception to the next level. And then last but certainly not least, drinks and food. These items always rank pretty high up on the list of things that couples want to splurge on. And again, when you're hosting a really small group, it becomes very easy to really get high end on your drinks and your cocktails and the food that you're sharing. And to close out today's show, just a couple more things. I have a quick list of some of my top suggested venues. If you're considering doing a really small and really intimate wedding, we can do this at your favorite restaurant, at your favorite brewery or a winery, any kind of cocktail lounge. That's a perfect, small, intimate, quiet setting. You could rent an outdoor patio at any of your favorite hotels, boutique hotel. Uh, Maybe it's a bed and breakfast in the country. And then, of course, hosting in either your backyard or a loved one's backyard. If they are willing to share that space with you and it will accommodate your guests, that's always a very simple very, very streamlined way of hosting, having the comforts of home and having your friends and your closest family there to help you set everything up. Super simple, super meaningful. And at the end of the day, that is truly what we're going for here. Okay, that wraps it up for today. If you are looking to host a small, intimate, packed with meaning wedding celebration, I hope you found something helpful in today's conversation. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of your wedding celebration and your planning process. That is a huge honor and I do not take it lightly. I am very, very grateful to be a part of it. You know, what's the number one biggest regret that newlywed couples share? It's that our wedding came, went, and was over in the blink of an eye. 
So why not extend the experience out across multiple days and multiple events and make it a wedding weekend? There are just six easy steps to planning a life-changing wedding weekend, and you can access the formula right now when you visit weddingweekend.co. Take advantage of flexible payment options or pay in full and get a complimentary wedding strategy call when you visit weddingweekend.co. I'll see you there. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.